Would you be surprised if you left the doctor's office with a prescription to eat dark chocolate? It's not likely to happen, but maybe it should be. A BMJ study found dark chocolate reduced heart attack risk by 37% and stroke by 29%. Another study found eating dark chocolate before taking a math test boosted performance. And due to its vasodilation effects, it might also improve your performance in... Well, the bedroom. But does dark chocolate have a dark side? Let's get into it. Welcome to the Perfect Metabolism Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Vance. I'm a nutritionist yoga instructor and author of the book, The Perfect Metabolism Plan. I've been focused on metabolism optimization for over a decade. And I'm here to tell you that contrary to popular opinion, it doesn't have to be all downhill after we hit 40. This podcast is general in nature, not medical advice, and for informational purposes only. Talk to your doctor if you have questions about how this information applies to you. It's Valentine's Day this week, so I wanted to talk about one of my favorite foods in the world, dark chocolate. It's creamy, delicious, and it makes us happy, perhaps surprisingly It has a wide range of health benefits, from heart health to cognitive benefits, and lots more. So on today's podcast, I'm going to share a little bit of the history of dark chocolate, some of these amazing health benefits, and we'll also address dark chocolate's downsides. Did you know chocolate grows on trees? Yep, chocolate is made from cacao beans which grow inside of pods that grow on a tree called the Theobroma tree. It's said that cacao was first discovered 4,000 years ago by the Olmecs in Mexico. It was domesticated by the Mayans about 2,000 years ago. And the word cacao means food of the gods. And I have to say, they chose the name wisely. The Mayans would drink cacao Um, in a kind of a thick, foamy drink called chocolato. And that actually means bitter drink. So back then, chocolate wasn't really a sweet treat like it is today. And they would have been more likely to add spices like chili and cinnamon and maybe some vanilla. Cacao's history is very rich It was used as medicine, and it also was so valued and prized, it was used as currency. According to a document called the Florentine Codex, which was compiled by a priest in 1590, the Aztecs brewed a cacao drink to treat infections, diarrhea, and coughs. And uh, the Badianus manuscript from 1552 describes cacao being used to treat angina, fatigue, dysentery, gout, hemorrhoids, and dental problems. The ancient Aztecs used cacao as an aphrodisiac and to prepare troops for war and also ceremonially uh, for um, rituals and ceremonies. Chocolate making is an art and is a very labor-intensive process from beginning to end, and it takes experience, skill, and patience, and dedication every step along the way. First, the cacao pods must be harvested from the theobroma trees. 
They should be picked at their perfect ripeness for the very best flavor and quality. Sometimes you can tell that they're ripe from the color change. Other times they can tell they're ripe when they hit, kind of bang their fist on the pods and they can tell from that. The cow pods, once they are picked, then they are split open and the beans inside are removed and sorted. Then they're fermented in, they're put in special fermentation boxes covered by banana leaves and they're left there anywhere from five to eight days, usually around six days. And every day the cacao beans must be turned daily. Then once the fermentation process is over, they're spread out to be dried and sometimes they're aged after that and some cacao will be roasted. It can, and then the cacao beans can be ground into powder. It can be made into cacao nibs. Um, and then they combine the cacao with cocoa butter and sugar to make chocolate. The difference between cacao, raw cacao, and cocoa powder Cacao is spelled C-A-C-A-O, and cocoa is C-O-C-O-A. The cacao is the raw, unprocessed form. So it's raw because very, you know, only low heat is used in the processing, if at all. And that helps to preserve the antioxidant properties better. To create cocoa, uh, usually high heat is used in the process. This causes the final product to be sweeter and a little bit finer, but it loses some of the natural antioxidants and nutrition. Some cocoa powders will also have sugar and dairy added to them, like if you buy cocoa to make hot chocolate, right? So when you're comparing the two, raw cacao really is the more nutritional choice. Cacao has an extremely impressive nutrient profile. It's very antioxidant rich. It's one of the most nutritionally complex foods on earth. It has over 300 beneficial nutritional compounds and an ORAC score of 95,000 per 100 grams. That's called, that ORAC means oxygen radical absorbent capacity, so it helps to absorb free radicals. Um, this means it's very high in antioxidants, and some of those are polyphenols, flavanols, proanthocyanins. And these can be helpful in repairing, sweeping up free radicals, repairing the free radical damage, and having anti-inflammatory. Chocolate is also minerally rich. It can have potassium, iron, and it's one of the best food known sources of magnesium. Magnesium is required for over 300 enzymatic reactions in the body, including the synthesis of fat, protein, and nucleic acids muscular contraction and relaxation, cardiac health, blood sugar balance, and we can't convert our vitamin D into its active hormone form without magnesium. So it's also really important for bone health, bone building, and even cancer prevention. Magnesium is called the calming mineral, so it helps to calm our nervous system and our mood. It improves blood flow, plays a key role in energy production, and the metabolism of ATP. Low levels of magnesium in the body can raise our risk of heart attack and stroke. So perhaps that's one of the ways that, well, that we're seeing such a powerful benefit of lowering heart attack and stroke risk, and probably also the antioxidants. 
it's really truly estimated that most Americans don't get sufficient amount of magnesium levels um, from their diet. Some possible signs that you could be low in magnesium could include muscle cramping, migraines, headaches, restless leg syndrome, twitching, heart arrhythmias, poor sleep, and anxiety. Let's talk a little bit about chocolates, heart health, or all of the health benefits. It's pretty impressive. So one, it's heart healthy. A number of studies have shown chocolate to offer powerful heart health benefits. For example, that British Medical Journal study that I mentioned before um, that found chocolate consumption reduced heart attack by 37% and stroke by 29%. A Johns Hopkins study found that chocolate inhibited platelet formation and showed that eating chocolate slowed clotting time in the blood. It's actually kind of a funny story how they discovered that. Um, They weren't actually studying chocolate at all. In fact, they were studying aspirin, and they had instructed the participants in the study to avoid all foods and drinks that contained flavonoids, such as chocolate. Other foods they told them to avoid were grapefruit and coffee and wine. Um, and the reason they did that is because they were isolating aspirin. This was, this was good. They didn't want to confuse the results by having other potential pl- uh, flavonoids in there. And the funny part is that in this study, there were 109, uh, no, 139 people that couldn't give up chocolate in the study. So they were essentially booted from the study. But I have to say, it's fortunate that the senior investigator, Dr. Faraday, had the foresight to follow them. And he was pretty surprised with what he found. He said chocolate, even in small amounts, was an independent factor in inhibition of platelet activation. And they found that the anti-clotting effect from the chocolate was, it wasn't as strong as aspirin, but at the same time, it didn't carry that excessive bleeding risk that aspirin carries. So, you know, in some ways, it, it, you know, it might be safer. Um, another thing that chocolate does is it boosts our blood flow or has vasodilation effects. Um, Raw cow has been shown in studies to boost blood flow to the heart, to the brain, and to other organs in the body. It also has protective effects on our endothelial function, which is the lining of the arteries of the heart. And it's also important for um, just general blood flow and heart health. Um, It also benefits our brain. Cacao has been found in studies to improve memory, reduce dementia, and one study even found, as I mentioned, that it can improve the, the ability to perform math problems. It's also been linked to reducing inflammation. A study published in the Journal of Nutrition found that consuming chocolate was associated with lower levels of um, something called C-reactive protein, which is a marker for inflammation. And it also benefits our mood. Nope, it's not your imagination that chocolate enhances your mood. Cacao is rich in a compound called theobromine, which is a mood enhancer that also boosts energy, stamina, and vitality. It also has something called PEA. and That's a compound that's referred to as the love chemical because our bodies actually naturally produce it when we fall in love. 
So chocolate can kind of mimic that feeling of being in love. Um, it's also shown to lower our cortisol levels. If you listen to my episode on stress, you we, lo- we talked a lot about cortisol, and cortisol is one of our stress hormones, and it can make us agitated. And so it's no wonder we reach for chocolate when we're stressed out, right? Um, so it makes sense with all of these that chocolate is an appropriate Valentine's Day gift, right? Chocolate consumption has been linked to improved athletic performance and endurance. This was a study on mice. And then it also has been shown in multiple studies to benefit our skin health. One study found that improved the skin's elasticity and wrinkling. But you'll remember from my episode on sugar that sugar does the exact opposite. So this is one of the reasons why we want to opt for the dark chocolate, because the higher the cacao, the lower the sugar content. Um... It also was found to prevent and repair damage from the sun's UV rays. That's probably that antioxidant free radical repair happening. A study published in the Journal of Cosmetic Dermatology demonstrated that regular consumption of high flavanol chocolate confers significant photo protection and can thus be effective at protecting human skin from harmful UV rays. So... Again, it has what some might consider to have a very small SPF kind of effect, sun protection factor. And then finally, a large study of over 90,000 participants aged 55 to 74, they followed these people for over 13 years. And they ate about 15 grams of chocolate per week. And it was found that the chocolate consumption was inversely associated with the risk of death from all causes. So it actually lowers our risk of dying from any cause. That's pretty amazing, huh? Well, so far, this has been a rather glowing review of chocolate, hasn't it? But wait a sec. Before you run out and start eating copious amounts of chocolate, we got to talk about its dark side. So let's start with the worst first. Chocolate may contain heavy metals. According to a Consumer Report studies, some brands of chocolate were found to have high levels of cadmium and or lead. Some had high levels of cadmium but not lead. Some had high levels of lead but not cadmium. And some had both. And then there were some that had, fortunately, this is good news, found to have very, very low to no or, you know, at safe levels. Now, Consumer Reports has done two reports on this, and I've linked to both of the studies in the show notes below. I've also linked to all of these studies that I've mentioned before. And I got to be, I was so sad to see that some of the brands that I've consumed for a while, um, some even organic brands, were on the list that showed that they had cadmium or lead that exceeded the recommended levels. Um, So... But on the good side, according to those, the most recent of their reports, their, um, the, the brand of chocolate chips that I like to use called Enjoy Life, that was found to be safe. And the raw cacao powder that I like to use from Navitas Naturals is also safe. So that's the good news. So really, I think being an informed consumer and looking for safer brands um, that's one way to really get around that issue. Another downside is realizing that when you eat sh- uh, chocolate, you are eating some sugar. 
Again, like I mentioned, the higher the uh, content of cacao, the lower the sugar content. So you want to opt for the dark chocolate versus the milk chocolate. And the way the ancient Aztecs consumed chocolate was actually not sweet at all. They had a bitter drink. It's similar kind of to black coffee or an unsweetened hot chocolate. But we tend to like our chocolate sweet. So really knowing that when you're eating chocolate, you're consuming sugar. So you want to kind of keep track of how much sugar you're getting. Remember from the sugar episode, the American Heart Association wants us to get no more than six teaspoons of added sugar daily if we're women and no more than nine if we're men. And those numbers are actually higher than the World Health Organization. The World Health Organization wants us to get no more than five teaspoons of added sugar a day. So if you're eating half a bar of chocolate a day, you're definitely getting that. Um, and just realize if you don't like dark chocolate, a lot of people don't, you can learn to like it. Um, so I usually recommend just starting to creep up that percentage of cacao and work your way up to 75% because um, that's really what has been shown to be the, the better uh, cacao percentage. And just remember, you're going to get more nutrients and less of the sugar. Um, so another downside is that some people might find chocolate can contribute to acne for them. Um, and some people might also find that chocolate can interfere with sleep. So if you're one of those people, make sure you're not going to have it as a late night snack. Um, recently, I like have taken a little bit to making my own chocolates and it's really quite easy and can be more economical as well. And I like to use the safe ones, the Enjoy Life chocolate chips or the Navitas natural cacao powder. Um, both again are considered safe from heavy metal contamination. So I put together a little recipe book for you and the link to it is in the show notes below. And again, like I said, I link to a lot of the research and consumer reports on those heavy metals. Now, when it comes to heavy metals and toxins, realize that chocolate is not the only food that may contain heavy metals. Um, you know, so it's something we want to try and be aware of. Uh, there can be mercury in fish. Realize the bigger the fish, the more likely it has mercury. Arsenic has been found in rice. Um, and just know that brown rice is more likely to be contaminated than white rice because the way they make white rice is they polish off the bran of brown rice. And the bran is where the majority of the arsenic would be. Um, Metals can be found in water pipes, wine, and a recent report even found them in baby food, which is so sad, right? So realize we're, we're exposed to things like heavy metals and pesticides, and so it's a, a good idea to, you know, try and consume foods that help to remove heavy metals, things like wild blueberries, organic cilantro, and parsley, and to really support our detoxification channels to um, help to get usher them out of our body. I dedicated a chapter in my book, The Perfect Metabolism Plan, to detoxification. It's chapter number six, titled Lose the Toxic Weight, Toxins Tell Our Body to Store Fat and Promote Disease. And I explain, you know, basically, you want to think about trying to avoid introducing new toxins. So I talk about clean products to have in your life, thinking about everything from skincare um, to foods and all of that. And then also how to support those detoxification channels, remembering you want to keep, you know, your digestion moving. And if you're someone that struggles with constipation, definitely subscribe because I've got a, a really good um, episode coming on, on that. Um, 
Sweating is another way to help the body detoxify. And of course, the liver, the general of the army, it's the main detoxification organ. We want to take care of our liver. And I go through some tips on that in, in my book. And one cool thing, if you're interested in learning more about detoxifying heavy metals, there is a free summit starts this February 15th. It's called Heavy inescapable toxins causing our health epidemics. It's hosted by heavy metal detox expert Wendy Myers. I have a link to it below in the show notes, and it's completely free to attend during the viewing window, which is like a week time. And if you don't want to do it th- during then, it's, it's, you can purchase it and you can own it and watch it outside the v- viewing window. So Thank you so much for tuning in today. Happy Valentine's Day. Make sure to subscribe so you don't miss a thing. And this is your Perfect Metabolism Podcast.